Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time, the only legitimate time zone. I am here <laughs> with my co-hosts in a very not legitimate time zone. Brian, how are we doing today, buddy? This is real America time zone here, pal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we, we were almost delayed here as you were late swapping uh, MLB lineups. I know. Madness. Uh, at least I didn't have to do that and NBA at the same time. Yeah, the uh, I'm it, still it, waiting. I'm still waiting on this Colorado Arizona game. I'm like, I I got everyone, uh, pretty much everyone out of it, and they haven't they haven't officially announced they're out. Matt Kemp, who's a black ball player, said he's not going to play, and he's on uh, Colorado. And so my guess is, uh, like they kind of got to need to stand with him, like in solidarity or something like that. I'm not sure. Just, just so for people who have no idea what, what we're talking about, like the MLB slate had three games postponed uh, under because uh, they're protesting uh, the uh, was it James Blake uh, shooting. So just madness this last. I don't know, half an hour, I, I guess hour and a half, really. So how many ha, have any MLB games officially been postponed? Yes. So, okay. okay this ML, this DraftKings slate was so garbage. First of all, they put Atlanta and New York in the game. They had a double, a seven inning double header today. So then they left them in there and said, they're not going to, not going to accrue any points. So anyone who puts Atlanta and New York in there, you're screwed. Um, then Milwaukee, Seattle, Cincinnati was the first one that got canceled. I figured my, so my take on this was after the NBA ones were, hang on, Brian, real quick. I just checked your YouTube and it's like counting down. I don't think we're live on your YouTube. Oh my God. It's, it's trying to go live. Okay. It's It's okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. It was just trying. We should be live now. Right. Uh, it still shows it's counting down. Oh, now we're live. There we're we live. go. Okay, we're good we're, now. We're good. Right. Everybody's having a little, uh, little trouble tonight. You know, games getting canceled. Uh, sorry. Go back. Okay. So saying? yeah. So the Cincinnati Milwaukee game was the first game to get canceled at MLB, uh, f- uh, for the protests, and um, the second game was San Diego Seattle. And the third game was L.A. and San Francisco. And then now um, Matt Kemp said he's not going to play. 
in the Colorado Arizona game, but they are so far still playing. And then Dexter Fowler pulled out in the St. Louis game. How much so, Dexter Fowler did you have? I had a decent amount because I, I had to X out all those other games. Yeah. And I X, I X them all out early. Cause I can't, my, my play was that they were going to protest. So I was going to gamble that those games weren't going to happen. Like if you look at it, so Milwaukee was fairly obvious, right? Like that one's a good chance that they're, you know, just going to protest because their location. Yeah. Close to the, 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 whatever you want to call it that's happening over there in Kenosha. And, um, I thought Seattle for sure was going to protest or was going to, was going to, uh, give up. And first of all, none of this is political takes. I mean, this is gambling, me gambling and what I was thinking. So like, there's We're been already in our pitchforks, Brian, just waiting for you to cancel yourself, bud. just, I dare you. I dare you, Brian. There's, I don't think this is news, but there's been a lot of riots in, in Portland. Right. And so they can't like, I don't, I didn't think they could do it. Like I didn't think they can go and play this game and then go back to Seattle. The only reason I thought they had a chance is because they were actually in San Diego. So I X them out. That was right. And then LA and San Francisco. This is not a political <laughs> take either. It's just like, it's like just so like clearly they're going to be a lot of liberals in that stadium and in that, <laughs> in that, and in that front office, et cetera. And I thought they were going to cancel too. That one turned out to be right. I thought Carol, Carolina, Arizona, and Colorado were going to play because you know Arizona, right? Like, yeah, they're they're probably going to play in Arizona. Um, but the shatter is the Arizona team wants to play, and Colorado. <laughs> I'm trying, Jake. This is this is what's going in my head. Well, I have a lot of money at stake here. And, you know, I pay attention to the news. So you got to gamble on what you know. Um, and so the Colorado game, like, I, I kind of swapped off almost all of it. So, like, this started off as a – let me count this. One, two, three, four, five, six, 12 game, a 12 game, 11 game slate, something like that. And we're down to, like, one, two, three, four, five, six playable games. This – Tonight feels, I mean, you mentioned, you said you, we were DMing before and he said, tonight feels crazy. I just see a tweet about this hurricane, you know, that's supposed to hit the Gulf of Mexico right now, New Orleans and them. And it's like, it feels like that night that, uh, our very first night podcasting the Rudy Gobert night, where it's just like so much going on, so much chaos. Uh, yeah. Arguably, this is arguably crazier now. Obviously, the pandemic's probably bigger, but you never know where this can go. Not to get pessimistic, but like, who knows? Maybe, maybe they cancel the rest of the NBA season. Is what a lot of people are saying. Well, when you think about it, too, like one of the holdups when they were, you know, trying to spin up the bubble plan is, you know, there were people like Kyrie and some of those players who didn't want to play as a protest. And then ultimately they decided, you know, this is one of the better ways to, you know, make our voices heard and get down there. And then, you know, things petered out a little bit as far as, you know, kind of the you know, intensity of the movement. And now this obviously resparks it. And it really wonders is, are they going to now use this platform as a chance to, to make a big stand? And to your point, I, I could definitely see this having a big domino effect on, on how this goes down. Well, if they are going to make a stand, what more can they do than they have already done? 
Yeah. Right. With like the people not playing the jerseys. Um, the only other stand is like not play at all. Yeah. And these guys, they want to play, you know, they, they love basketball. They, they, it's, and it's, it's, uh, it's so sad and it's, it's, we'll go ahead. If there was no, if they, if they wouldn't get shamed, honestly, and again, I'm not trying to be political here, but like if their teammates wouldn't shame them, so like that, I guarantee a lot of them would play. Yeah. Like if you could just somehow get rid of that. Um, I'm not saying it should be gotten rid of. I'm saying hypothetically in a universe where somehow they were immune from criticism. Yeah. I bet they would play. A lot of people would play. Well, I would say they, I would largely, yes, they all want to play. I think they're also trying to reconcile this thing of like, they, you know, feeling like, Hey, I have a platform, you know, I have, I have a voice. People will listen to me. A lot of people don't have this platform and this voice. How can I, uh, you know, make that known? Well, I'm I'm more saying, I don't think they all think exactly the same. And I think a lot of people like to just say that like these groups of people think exactly the same. I bet yeah. some of them don't give a shit and they just want to play basketball. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh, and I think that's what makes it tough too. And that was like when Kyrie was saying early on, like we shouldn't go play. And there's a lot of guys looking around like, man, I really want to go play basketball. Right. Did you, see, did you see that gif or whatever going around of LeBron James reading books? No, uh, it was pretty funny. Someone called him out for reading lebron is really good it's something like this lebron is really good at reading the first page of every book and he just (laughs) has this this conglomerate this collage of lebron opening new books and it's always on like the second page that's funny (laughs) because he's not reading them right he's just doing it for a photo op and so like today when the the lakers game wasn't canceled yet earlier and i'm like there's no way lebron cannot can play He's not fucking playing. That's like when uh, 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 late night talk show hosts have authors on and you can always tell that they just like skimmed through and read a few reviews of the book and didn't clearly read the whole book. They're like, great book. Love it. Tell us about it. Uh, He he wants that uh, photo op of book X. Please take this with me reading it. I'm not going to read it, but just please take the picture. There you go. Um, Okay, so we what it did have has DraftKings already announced they're refunding the NBA slate? Yes. Okay. So everyone, uh, everyone's off the hook there, and then MLB it's still up in the air. What what'll be done with that? Yeah, let's check on that Rockies. Anything? I I can't imagine. It might be a a um a payout and, and refund like they did with the go bear game, which I think I, I don't remember. I think Alex won that fucking night too. I think he, even though he half the games are canceled, he somehow faded him and took down like two, 200 K and when, then they, everyone else got refunded. So it's like a true free roll where, yeah. Yeah. And free roll for Alex, the rest of us, we just got our money back. Yeah. The us mere mortals. Uh, so that, what, what, what are we down to? We're down to just, uh, back to golf and MMA. You had a bad beat on MMA last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had, I had the nuts with, uh, what's his name? This is, this is why I probably should don't deserve the one. I don't remember their names. Um, the last fight, the big fight Munoz. Yeah. Versus, uh, who was the guy he was fighting? Um, God damn, I can't remember. I, did, I didn't even end up. I'm going to actually try to pull up my screenshot that I sent you. 
of my yeah. lineup. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and so it looked like D- DFS um, MMA Twitter, John and all those guys had my guy winning. And the live line, DraftKings live line had him like minus 350 or something right at the end to win. Yeah. And the refs went the other way. And so. Were you sweating it? Um, I was sweating it on my phone and like looking at. I, I, no, I did. Yeah, I did watch that one. I did watch that one. I wasn't convinced, but like I was pessimistic. I'm like, there's, he's not dominating him. This is too close to call. I don't like this. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. like, that's three out of like five weeks, three out of five weeks or maybe six weeks where I had the nuts going in that last fight. All three times went the other way. Well, let me show you what the not nuts look like here. Let me get my screen share going. <laughs> so I had made, you know, I played my typical stuff, my, you know, 20 max, three max, but I did have one ticket hanging around for something in the big one. So, you know, I was you know, getting my super contrarian lineup to enter into the big one. So, you know, I had a chance at the, at the top prize. And this is what I did. I came up with an O of six lineup in MMA. I didn't even think this was possible to do. I mean, we talk about golf. We got our buddy, Steve Buzzard, who talks about the, uh, you know, six to six getting through. How hard is it, Brian, to go over six in an MMA lineup? I could actually probably, I could do that for you if I had my, my, my stuff up, but yeah, you just multiply their winning percentages times each other. And then there you go. It's uh, oh, they're losing percentages. I should say oh it's, it's pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, I would. I saw that. I was like, normally uh, this seems, this seems very tough to pull off. Uh, yeah. But so I like did. just the first two fighters, if they were 50, 50, <laughs> there's 25% chance they both lose. Right. So right there. <laughs> and then it just goes down from there that you're going to do this. Yeah. I don't, and, I don't know how it happened. That was in the big one too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just had I just had one in the big one. And you know me, I'm I'm scrolling, I'm trying to get lower in combined ownership, go even lower and lower. I didn't have a lot of Dobson since she was so low owned. Yeah, who knows what I did he, with this one? I no, he he he. I think. Or was he, it? John? I can't remember. I don't. I can't remember. I've like MMA has been the sport I've been doing the best in, uh, although. Saturday was just a disaster for me. That's yeah, that's weird. That's weird because usually me and you have pretty similar exposures. Yeah, I was looking at this one. I was like, yeah, this doesn't look too similar. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you you know, I'm I'm trying to take first by myself, so yeah. you know what I'm doing. I'm trying to take last by myself. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well done. Uh, what is that position? It's got to be close to. Oh, it. I looked. Yeah, so this was thirtieth. Uh, 30 out of 114 it was i had looked i think there was like 3200 32000 like i was yeah. i was close, I, was oh, yeah. close. <laughs> I assume like a bunch of those were people who had like fighters who had been scratched or uh or whatever that is another problem with the MMA product right now and we've talked about this before of just like there's scratches every single week and we're just down to you know 10 11 fights it, it's really like those few cards where we get the 14 and 15 fights. Those are just night and day differences as far as what you can do from a tournament perspective. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it was, I, I mean, I was surprised that I think I had three guys duping with me for first and it was a super contrarian lineup. So yeah. it's, it was, I don't know if there was any solo 
Oh, actually, there was a solo lineup because that was what would have won. Um, and and uh, Shawn Michael here, Frankie Edgar, that's it. So if if I would have had Frankie Edgar instead of Munoz here, then I solo ship it. Wow. And I'm kind of surprised I didn't have one of those combos. What was the top prize in that one? I can't remember. 100, 150. Yeah. Like what, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, how did you do in golf last week? The DJ. Um, I lost a little bit, which was not that bad for having a lot of Ryan Moore. <laughs> oh yeah. God damn it! Why do I do it to myself? Um, who withdrew after the eighth hole? When you and, messaged me that that day one withdraw, I mean, come on. So yeah, after that, honestly, I didn't even look at my laps. I'm like, this is I don't even give a shit. And then on Sunday, um, uh, Nelson. Uh, put up his little who has the chance to win yeah perhaps. i don't even see that and i was on there i was fifth uh to win the 5500 or yeah 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 whatever 500 with ryan more no okay but i didn't have him in all my lineups i just had him in i don't just like, the ones with me i'm in 40 percent <laughs> and the one with you i had a ton of them i oh i know um and i was like oh i got five percent shot of uh, shipping this i was in fifth 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 best chance and of course that didn't happen but uh it wasn't as bad as i thought it was after more withdrew on the on the eighth i haven't uh this tournament uh i don't know if it was because it was in boston and i had threatened to go uh live sweated if our if our team made a run but i watched more golf this past weekend than i had any other weekend and my god uh if i'm gonna have any biases about golf it's gonna be about dj because that was just unreal that performance did you have any of him i had a little bit of him i was similar to you i actually uh i think i returned like most of my i was like near break even which for me and pj i am not kidding it sounds like i'm doing a bit or i'm joking but when i look at my DraftKings and i'm only losing like 10 percent of my buy-ins i legitimately feel like i've won a gpp that's <laughs> how i feel um i had a little bit of him but i had i had a lot of teams that i got six of six through the cut and that helped oh okay man you should have won then because it was pretty low no brian i don't i don't win <laughs> you know what i did well in? i've been playing uh, i love playing the um pat mayo's contest the three max it's a 15 dollar three max rake free uh and i uh i did well in that i think i cashed all three of my teams in that one i saw he he's coming he came up with his own media company or something yeah, he uh, launched his own uh, YouTube channel. He's going to be trying to have, I believe, his own kind of like podcast and show network. He has like a, the Ander Cuss show on there. And um, I haven't got to see his full set of programming yet, but uh, it looks like he's branching out a little bit on his own. Interesting. I've, you know, I, this is, I've never watched him. Uh, and that's not an insult to him. Like I didn't pay attention yeah. to anybody until seriously, like eight months ago, except like Alex, basically. Yeah. Except awesome.com. Um, I didn't really, and I would just follow news, news sources and stuff like that on Twitter. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't listen to anybody, anybody else. Not that I, I would listen to him, but like, uh, now I'll, now I'll, now that I kind of know people, I, I'll, I'll like listen to Maddox show and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I mean, Pat is – he's just so insanely talented as a broadcaster and his kind of ability to do shows on 
every sport just round the clock nonstop and his production values are top notch. Like he he's, I think I personally think he's done so much for, for kind of like DFS and legitimizing it just as opposed to like, you know, all of us guys just on our little Yeti microphones uh, from our offices, you know, and him kind of taking that production to the next level and, and showing like, yeah, we can provide, you know, top tier analysis about these sports from a DFS perspective. I think he's, he's done so much for it. Hmm. Great. Um, all right. Let's see here. What else? You know, I, I, so I will just say where my mind's at right now, because I am now in like the throes of drafting season long NFL teams. I am now starting to set my sights on NFL DFS. I'm starting to think about showdown i'm starting to think about like what kind of contests i want to play uh on sundays and stuff have you gotten the wheels turning at all about nfl or are you not quite there oh a a little bit i've done a little bit extra work uh just a little bit during the whole pandemic period here but yeah I'm, i'm gonna start next thursday i already carved out a day to uh work on uh updating my model and stuff like that and um but nothing uh nothing like best ball or anything like that that the 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 problem for me with best ball is i don't want to sit there and do it like it helps you out brian someone just said dodgers just posted a lineup i mean they already canceled so i don't know why they're posting a lineup after already Mm -hmm. canceling sorry keep going on best ball um uh, that guy's got me thinking, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So like, I, oh, uh, I have some, I've, uh, I, I talked to Steve buzzard, our buddy speaking of yeah. which, and he, and he, on our show, remember like, I don't know, two or three ago, I said, who are these season long pros who make money? And it turns out he used to be one before DFS. He used to play. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. And he, and he, and he, and he said he would make, I can't remember what he said, like 30 to 60 grand a year back in the day, which is a ton playing these just season long leagues. Um, and he, and he was telling me some of his, uh, his strategies. And I don't want to give them away. And I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I guess you could see. Um, but he said, but it is. And I think you commented on this. It's a big waiver wire uh, process, which is what I assumed. I'm like, cause I've played, you know, home leagues yeah, yeah. forever. And I'm like, I do not want to do that. And so in best ball, though, to apply some of the strategies besides like just the the obvious ones, like the correlation and stuff like that, we'll just just use correlation, for example. I don't want to sit there, you know what I mean, and do 150 live drafts. Yeah, it and, was, and you can't without that. And unless there's a bot, which I would love to have, someone wants to make it, and I could just upload what I want. So I actually, this is interesting. I did a show with Mike Beers. He's the big Rotoviz uh, best ball guy. I did a, a draft with him yesterday, and you know he manually drafts a bunch of teams, and he did use the autopilot mode on Underdog to auto draft 150 best balls in the five dollar best ball mania. It's like a twenty thousand dollar top heavy prize, and he called it his hedge book. And basically, what he did is you know, he's done research on like the best ball win rates and that these hyper fragile running back starts are actually the optimal way where you're taking three 
bell cow running backs at the top, and then you don't touch running back again. You're basically making the bet. These three running backs stay healthy and smash. And then you just make up for wide receiver and tight end with volume. I mean, you're drafting nine to 10 wide receivers after that. So, but he calls it his hedge book because this strategy worked when everyone was drafting wide receiver heavy. There was a couple years uh, where that was happening. And so you were getting these good bell cow running backs in the third round. This year, everyone is so running back heavy that by the time the third round comes around, the bets you're having to make are on like washed up guys like David Johnson or Le'Veon Bell or whatever. And so he calls it his hedge book because he's still doing the hyper fragile strategy, but really taking risks on these running backs that he's not drafting anywhere else, but he set up his configurations on positional limits that he was automatically drafting running backs in the first three rounds to get this specific construction. And he's basically saying, if this subset of lineups hits, it means everything else I've done has not worked. But to your point, he did use the autopilot feature in gerrymandered his rankings and use the positional limits to get the constructions he wanted without having to draft them. Fair enough, but then he can't set up correlations with his QB. Yeah, you have to, um, and that's what he said. He said the uh, the stacks where he was getting wonky wonky lineups, whereas when you draft manually, you're you're definitely emphasizing stacks. I mean, I guess if you start now and just do like one a day or two a day, you can get 150 in. I don't know. It's just I don't want to do that. Yeah, and I like from my perspective, I'm doing it because I have fun doing it and I don't I'm not feeling the pressure to max it out and I've been doing what you've been saying I'll just do one a day you know when I have an hour of time maybe in the morning or at night and they're fairly quick on underdog you'll get like a 50 minute one I've done a couple on DraftKings I did a bunch on drafters and I I just do them for fun but if you were trying to do it it would be a huge time commitment I was trying to think of it Brian like you know, guys who multi-tabled like one, two, no limit or whatever. If you like multi-tabled like eight underdog drafts at the same time, if you could even pull that off. If I got the money right then when I log off poker stars, I'd do it. <laughs> yeah. But I have to wait six months or whatever. I know. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it, it's, it's a two dogs first prize on their big one. Their big one is a $200,000. Yeah. I might just do it for fun and just auto draft 150. You should. Well, first of all, this will pique your interest. There's going to be, there's going to be overlay in the big one. Um, They're already doing tons of promos to try to get people to draft the big one. Cause what they did is they did the $5 price point, which has just been, I think way more attractive to most people. What if I paid someone to sit there and draft for me? Uh, can you, uh, yeah, I be against the underdog rules, terms, and conditions. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I probably shouldn't speak out of school, but I don't see why not. And what are you doing for the next two weeks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I charge uh, $500 an hour and oh, 75% of your ROI, but otherwise, we take that down. Uh oh, actually, I did take it down, paid you $500 an hour. <laughs> you, can you undercut them? You have, oh, I'm sure Jake will come in with a lower price. <laughs> um, yeah, they, I mean, I do get it from like you're. I mean, you're playing all the all the sports right now, so you don't you don't need the action void in your life, and you don't need all your your money tied up. But for from a season long DFS perspective, like the optimal way is like, see, I'm now getting myself into all these 
managed leagues, which are I'm going to absolutely hate by like week eight with the waiver wire. But if you just do all best ball and then play DFS, like that's the perfect kind of way to spread out your time investment across the year. Oh, and I'm not slamming it. I uh, have fun. I could, I definitely see myself. I'm just too busy. So I'm saying like, yeah, to, to be able to do all this stuff. And, and I do want to max out the uh, DraftKings has a $3 version. That's like their 20 max. And I want to max that out. That's the thing. It's uh, the underdog ADPs are, this is what I've seen. The underdog ADP is so efficient. Like there are no bargains. Like it's updating in real time. Like people are aggressive going after the stacks, all the buzz players. Like you're just not getting a deal in there. However, you go and review the lineups after and you have just shit correlations. You have people taking, you know, four quarterbacks when you need to be taking three at most, like lots of mistakes there. DraftKings is both though. You're not only getting like correlation mistakes, but there's absolute insane values on there. And I think it makes sense in that anyone who's found underdog is like plugged in to kind of like the more niche fantasy community where there's tons of people who already have money on DraftKings, right? Right. Yeah. And I'm sure there's promos and stuff to people that we don't, you know, we don't know what they, they send out promos to random people all the time. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm sure it's, it is. It's just funny to hear that 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 it's so efficient. It's it surprise. It surprises me. I wonder if it's if that's right, because I don't think there's that many sharp player people. But football has actually got a weird a weird like mechanism to it, where it used to be the easiest sport to win, and then kind of got quickly towards. It's still a good. DFS sport where there's still money to be made, but like um, it's just easy to get good info in the NFL and like, and all the tools are better now than five years ago. You know what I mean? And so it's easier for people to build lineups and stuff like that. Um, so like the bottom end of your opponents uh, isn't that low anymore. Yeah. The an interesting thing that's happening this year because of COVID with no preseason without reporters having as much access to camps is, and I've actually really enjoyed it. It a phenomenon you see is like we all know it, like the the preseason run, just a random example I remember is like Amir Abdullah as a rookie on the Lions just busted off like a 45 yard run in a preseason game against the Chargers, and his ADP jumped like three rounds after that preseason game and that kind of stuff plays out over and over whatever guys getting buzz has the splashy play like his ADP just jumps two to three rounds this year we don't have that and so instead we're having to rely just on what is the prospect profile what is the projected opportunity in this offense and people are so much slower to come around if they don't are if they're not able to see it with their eyes or confirm it from a beat reporter tweet and it's been awesome like a, a random example we've been drafting Zach Moss the this the running back that the Bills drafted to complement Devin Singletary and Phil Frank Gore shoes and we've been drafting him in the 10th 11th round everywhere he profiles as a pass catcher he's going to be in like a 50-50 split it's like a smash pick and no one was drafting him then all of a sudden they get a few beat reports where it's like wow Zach Moss is going to be a factor as a pass catcher and it's like well if you looked at his college prospect profile he caught passes and was really good at it and so it's like there was this information advantage this year for the people who were deep into the weeds on it 
that hasn't really existed before. So I've really enjoyed drafting right now because of the information disadvantage that COVID has kind of presented. I, I really need to think about it more. Like, I, I don't know, like, because season long is so random. Like, it, there's so much variance in it. So, like, obviously, like, you, you know, you want to draft as efficiently as possible without all the other game theory stuff. But, like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to me like that a guy is ADP is nine, that that matters as much as it people probably think it does. That might, I might be totally wrong talking out of my ass. I, like, I, I think you're right to an extent. Yeah. But thinking back when I was just talking about with DFS football, it's like, isn't Evan Silva's package like 30 bucks or something like that? And like, and Alex's is like, I don't know. I haven't looked like $30 or something like that. Like remember back in the day, like you'd get like your magazine, right. And you'd highlight who you like. The magazine would be a month old. Yeah. Go to your buddy's basement and draft. It will. It is. It's wild. Yeah, because that was the the dynamic. And then the big thing was like, we'll update our online draft kit. And like now, I, I'm I'm not even using anything. I've I've just done so many drafts, and I see all the information in the reports, and I know these guys' prospect profiles. That it's like to your point, the NFL is enough contained that I can actually hold most of those variables in my head for just like season long drafts. Uh, but yeah, I mean the. The information gap is just almost obliterated. Every everyone who cares is on Twitter. Everyone's reading the same beat reports. Like there's no information advantage anymore. Hmm. It leads, about, about, have you guys thought about ownership percentages? So the thing about like the for best ball ownership percentage is like you know, you think about it, the top, let's say, I don't know, 80% of the player pool is going to be owned in every single draft, right? But the bottom, say 15 to 20% might not be. And so the only places to get differentiation would be with your last couple picks. Like a good example last year was DJ Chark, the wide receiver that broke out on the Jags. He was a last round best ball pick and he was lower owned than a, a lot of the a lot of the field. And so I guess that's where you can actually get unique from just a pure player ownership level. Hmm. But then the other ways to get unique is, is just through your constructions and your stacking and your correlations. But the thing I've been wrestling with is how, how much to stack, you know, like the concept of just a QB to pass catcher that makes sense. You're, or you're betting on the offense. Um, but then I'm always wondering like, how far do I push it? Like, yeah. is it too much to like super stack it where I'm taking the QB, the running back, two wide receivers and a tight end, you know, is that like, well, I but, saw oh, go ahead. one of the guys you dig, uh, I listened to him. I think was it Dinkmeyer maybe, or Leone, one of them was talking about how people weren't stacking enough historically and not double stacking enough. Yeah. And for me, cause the, the best ball I played last year the FanDuel one, the draft.com one, the big one. Uh, I think the most you ever play against is 24 opponents. So at the end, you're in a 12 man league. Oh, at the end. Yeah. yeah. To the postseason, I think it's 24 man leagues. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Um, and it's like, I would never double stack in a 24 man DFS game. And I, I think that's why it's tricky, right? Because Not never, but based, you know what I mean? No, I, I do know what you mean because. So basically you're playing like a 13 week 
tournament, right? So you have to survive that to advance. And then right. you're ba- basically playing in three kind of DFS style tournaments after that. So right. even though you might not need the double stack in the final week, in the first week, you might need that highly correlated double stack the team. It's when the 49ers and Saints play in the dome and they each score 50. Like you might need that stack to advance you to that next round, even though you might not need it in the final week. Because they're like individual tournaments along the way to keep progressing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So like, but but like that should even out over a season. So like if the Giants go off in week one and you get all the points – and then they suck balls in week two, you're even. So it doesn't really matter. Like, um, But I'm talking about week 14 when it's like one and done. Right. That, well, that's what I'm saying where I think the, the, the strategy is the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, or not the worst, but like you're only playing as 24 opponents, 23 opponents. And I'm saying in the week 14, it's way more than that. I think the week 16 would be when it was paired way down to just 24. I think so. That's how it is this year because it keeps okay. narrowing. It's like the top 10% or whatever, I forget the number. It's like moves on each week. And yeah, then by the final like, week, it's just a few. I thought it was like 14, week 14, it was like 24-man leagues. And then those guys consolidate in week 15, 24-man leagues, and then whatever the last one was. As an underdog investor, I should know this, but I believe it's different this year. But even for- if it's 100 if it's if it's a thousand or ten thousand, now now you're talking. Yeah. So like here it's so they have it set up. The opening round is week one through thirteen. And then I need to figure out how many people they get rid of. But then it is let me go to the all rules. Um oh geez, where are we here? Um okay, for example, uh yeah, so there's 1,800 round one groups, yet 5,600 of those entries will advance to round two. Yeah, but that it's a, if, as long as it's in a group format, that doesn't matter. Oh, so you're saying that you think it's a 12-person yeah, or a 24 1,800 groups. Yeah. yeah, so you just need to win your group. Yeah, so if it's a 12-man DFS single entry, I'm not throwing in a four-man game stack. I'd probably just play close to my cash game. Right. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, you're right. At the end of round one, the top three performing entries in each group will advance to round two. Round two will consist of 5,600 and 468 12-person groups. So you are you are in these mini 12-person groups. Yeah, there you go. I, I wouldn't do it then. I just stack... You know, just one stack, Angle. two stack. I wouldn't force. I wouldn't game stack. I wouldn't four man stack. You can't game stack either. No. How do you know they're going to play each other? Well, actually, you could if you think if you look ahead. That's true. Whoever your first, so these are the little edges you could probably piece together because it'd probably be better to get play for the postseason, and then whoever your QB is, the run back option, the best run back option, and his number one should be moved up in your queue. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Like season game, yeah. Pull up the week fourteen schedule, trying to identify like like. So here's a good one. I've been drafting a ton of Giants and Cardinals. Have been two teams. I mean, that's a nice pairing there in week fourteen. Giants versus Cardinals. Yeah, Um, and that's actually a pretty easy stack to do based where they're going on ADP. The Cardinals go a little earlier. The Giants go a little later. Um, 
Yeah, that's interesting. That that to me would be a fun edge to start to look into some of these week 14, 15 matchups and trying to figure out do does the ADP lend itself to some of these pairings? Yeah, there's some other ones that was mm-hmm. Steve was telling me about. I I just don't want to give away his edges. I, I would. Is, is Steve I, playing the best ball? I don't think so. I, well, okay. he might. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think he has. Uh, I don't think he has time. He he probably will end up doing it. That's his like main sport. I think. Yeah. Hey, before we do PGA, what up? What about I? I did post our special mystery guest as the oh, title. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, we sent an invite out to a guest. I had a. Uh, you know, a lot of people, Brian, they know me as the deposit king, but they don't know who made me, right. who, who made the deposit king himself. I mean, what do you, you want to tell the good people who we're trying to get on? Uh, we we got a confirmation from the cash out king. The cash out king said cash he was going to come on. I messaged him. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what I said. I said, hey, brother. I do a sports betting DFS live stream on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern with my pal Brian Hooper. Any interest in joining us this week to shoot the shit and maybe fire some live bets? And he replied back, sure. He said, sure. And I said, sweet, looking forward to it. I'll send you a link before the show. And I sent him the link, and it was just crickets, man. Crickets. Well, no, looks like no cash out king this week. That would have been that would have been fun. It would have been fun. Uh, I don't know why he uh, why he didn't want to come on. I thought we could have. I thought we could have had a good time. Um, one thing from your YouTube chat, Brian, real quick. Looks like Dodgers and Giants might play. Yeah, I saw that, Taylor. Where are you getting that uh, info? I'm not seeing anything. Reveal your sources, Taylor. Sources here. We 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 uh, vet sources here on Lulz. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why don't we make a winning lineup this Let's week? Let's make a winning lineup. I mean, it does upset me. It's only $500,000 to first. I normally don't have a lot of bed for that. Yeah. I mean, Brian, would you say I'm due? Based on the due theory, uh, I think you you are definitely due here. It You're feels due. like I'm due. I don't know. I would say due would mean like you had shots and didn't get there. <laughs> this was just straight garbage performances by all all the teams we entered. <laughs> I don't know. No, I wasn't, and you know what? I was I was projecting. I was talking about my own performances lately. Like I'll take the win anywhere. I'll take it in a shared lineup with you. I'll take it in anything. Um, I need I need a win. It, it feels so long. I like crushed at League of Legends. I had a couple good MMA DFS nights. And then it's just been the proverbial wilderness. Well, the good news I was thinking about this week is it's the, you know, the, the it's, it's the playoffs. So it's yeah. only the best 70 golfers left. So we kind of can't even make that horrible of a lineup since they're all the best this year. <laughs> there are still some bad players, but they're, most of them are pretty good. So we won't be able to make anyone just want to absolutely vomit based yeah. on our lineup. No barn rat, no options like that. Uh, Ryan Moore can, he's not here. We'll be, I, I think we got a chance. Okay. So, um, I was making my lineups earlier. I, uh, I messaged you. I, I've, I've gone on my, you know, I have a few little narratives that I can hang my hat on. 
And one of those narratives is that Rory McIlroy is the best golfer in the world. And he himself is due to win one of these tournaments. Sure enough, I run my lineups and I have a lot of Rory. Uh, Tim Andercust has already put his kiss of death on him. Is this the week Rory finally gets off the schneid? I, another reason why I didn't sweat my limes last week, I had like 68% Rory. I remember, uh, I think when we talked, you said like 55%, that even inched up higher. I think I had more than that. Yeah. Um, and he just keeps screwing up and he, he, I think he even came out with like a statement saying his heart's not in it right now or something. Uh, speaking of narr- narrative street, um, I'm over the field in this first little run through I did here on Rory. I'm at fifteen point three percent projected on. That's my that's my guess. Yeah. Oh god. I think I just realized something I messed up when I made my lineups earlier. Well, might have to redo those. Um, I think I had some old ownership percentages, and uh, but we will figure that out later. Uh, I still trust I will have lots of Rory. Yeah, I was seeing like fourteen percent for him. Yeah, I got fifteen point three. My ownership's been pretty sharp lately, so um, I'll, I'll I'll take it. Yeah, so I think yeah, I had. I guess I'm not too overweight. I have him at like 25 percent right now. Not my personal ownership, my uh, my exposures, I should say. Um, I also going back to the DJ. Well, I have a lot of Dustin Johnson. I'm kind of surprised coming off of that performance. What do you have him at ownership wise? Let's see here, 17.2. Okay, like. What what do you think's happening there? I mean, I know he's expensive, but to me, it would just be like you know when Bryson was crushing earlier. You know, he was having some sky high ownership numbers. Dustin Johnson does a minus thirty, and he's not even cracking twenty. Bryson's field wasn't nearly this talented mm. right when he won, and um, and Dustin's broken a lot of hearts this year. He's had some poor performances. Like that was kind of out of nowhere for a lot of people who don't pay attention to golf over the years and know he's a stud like <laughs> i just saw the minus 30 on the, in my home state and not even my home state the state i live in now and i was i was i was very impressed if he if he falls down any stairs or uh then we gotta get then we should worry i don't know if you you were around for he withdrew from falling down stairs quote unquote one tournament I think I have heard that one floating around and I never pieced together the actual origin of that. Yeah. Uh, may have more to do with the white powder substance <laughs> is the rumor. <laughs> what? A, who do you have projected for the most raw points in this tournament? Okay. I, uh, uh, John Rum, I believe. Let me look real quick. Okay. While you look while you look that up, I'm gonna circle back on Tyler's question. How many drafts do you do before you think about exposure? How much is too much? The way I think about it is I, I do like checking my exposures. I'm less worried about it for late round guys. If if the guys I'm taking, you know, after round 10, I have a ton of, I don't mind that because it's either gonna hit in a big way or not necessarily burn me in a big way, but I do like to mix it up a little in the earlier rounds when I think the guys are similar probability bets. Um, you could probably think about that too, like from a DFS band standpoint. And uh, I'm not sure you want to go all in, in a season long uh, situation. Um, Cause there's so much risk. Yeah. 
where like if I'm just playing a showdown or something, like I could care less. But if I have to get a guy, you know, through 16 weeks without injury or COVID or something like that, I don't know if how, how high I would go, but it definitely wouldn't be 100%. Uh, and last year, even with late round picks, I had and Keel Henry I had a ton of him. And uh, I lowered that exposure like with my last 50 drafts or something. Like I can't have 80% in Keel Harry. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll show you right now as as you say, Nikhil here. I think I had it. I've actually pumped uh, the brakes on him. I have twenty three percent right now. Um, you can see right now my highest owned guy, Lavisca Chanel. You know, drafting him in thirteenth, fourteenth round. I don't have anyone over forty two percent. I think my earliest uh, round pick that I have high exposure to is Mark Andrews. I think his ADP is probably the uh, the most inefficient thing on underdog. Um, but yeah, so none of my ownerships are too out of control, uh, right now. That seems uh, reasonable to me. Yeah. Uh, uh, those are some garbage players there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to season long fantasy. Um, uh, all right, let's get back to golf. Um, all right. So you see in the YouTube chat before we do that really quick, uh, lulls, uh, big lulls tournament tonight, a league of legends tournament tonight. I didn't know that. Patrick Fisher, I yeah. It wasn't that big. I think League of Legends is dead, buddy. <laughs> what is what is Ian says he wants to get you off of Yahoo? What does that mean? Uh, he doesn't want to be playing on Yahoo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Leave some for the little guys. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm gonna give you the honors. Who do you want to kick things off with? Oh god. Well, let's let's make a good lineup this week okay let's you know we've done we've, we've done a lot of bits on here let's let's try to just make a good one all right um let's see here i'm gonna toss off one other name who's my second highest owned guy right now matt kuchar okay let's start with kuchar i Do like you have, that you like that all right yeah kuchar seems to perform in these type of situations how about how about um, Hideki bot? Hideki, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, Matsuyama. I'm just scrolling to. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> I got a little bit of him. Ten percent action. What do you have him projected for ownership? Um, Hideki bot at twelve point one. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm about matching the field right now. Um, I mean, do, do we do Rory? Let's leave it. Let's leave that. Let's leave that decision. Let's pick some other guys first. Okay. Before we come back there. Um, here's another name. What do you think about Paul Casey? Uh, let's not now. Let's skip Paul Casey. Okay. Um, I, I actually do have a lot of them, but I don't know. We've taken them a bunch of times. Um, what about Bryson? Okay. I was going to, yeah, he's, he's up there in my top eight. I heard this is a bomber's course, Brian. Could you bring up the the? Uh... Oh, sorry, I, I thought I had that up. Yeah, throw Bryson in there. Let's see what that looks like. Okay, well, all right, we're we're it's still doable. Yeah. Okay, let's let's take a low owned. Uh, I'm sorry, like a lower. Let's see. I like uh, are these cheaper guys. I'm looking at Fratelli, Poston, Munoz, um, Corey Connors. Let's see here. You got any love for Bubba Watson? 
I, I don't really like Bubba Watson. It's fine. Um, he does go off every blue once in a blue moon, but let's no, let's 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 skip him. I would say the gooch is loose, but we're being serious this week. <laughs> what about uh Alexander Norin? Yeah, he's all right. What's his salary? At? What's his uh? He is seventy nine hundred. He's been playing well. I got him at six and a half percent own, and I match in the field. Right around him, I have. Uh, where is he? Well, why don't you just throw him in? Oh, well, here's a, how about another guy in this in this range? Uh, I do have a little coke rock this week too. Yeah. Okay. What, who do you like, Norin or Kokrak? Let's do Kokrak. He was on fire last week, and he's he can run hot. Um, he's kind of our wild card now, I guess, at this point. And then, okay, so the last two, we could go cheap, cheap, expensive, or two middle of the road guys. Okay. Um. It's. I think it's. I think it's to you now. I. I had tossed out Coke Horschel. Horschel. How much does he cost? He is eight thousand. That's right. What we need. What about Poston? Poston. Oops. Uh, sixty-five hundred bargain bin. Okay, so either one of those two, and then I'll I'll let you decide between those two. If you want to go expensive, well, why don't we put Poston and see how much salary that looks like, and then. That gives you 9,500. Get you up to the Morikawa day versus the Billy Ho would leave you with another eight. Louis Ustizen or Fitzpatrick or Norin. I like. Okay. I kind of like the mid combo. Yeah. Okay. Who do you like of of this group here then? I like all those guys. Me too. Uh, um, Ustizen, Fitzpatrick, Norrin, Henley. Okay, are we going to dupe? Um, probably Cockrack helps us not duping. I think we might be all right. Cockrack, yeah, I had it what, about 7%. What do you got? I don't know. Let me see. I got him at 6. 6, okay. So and then- not too bad, but... And what and what do you have? Uh Oost, what is he at for you? I'll go down the list here. I got Oostizen at three. Um who are those other guys there? Uh Fitzpatrick, Norrin, Henley. Burgerfan69 says, what rack that my friend is the Coke rack. Matthew says FanDuel sent me alert saying Dodgers Giants is happening tonight. Okay. Um, well, we are we are close to being done here, and then Brian can go figure out his baseball match. I got seven point two, Henley nine point five, Sung JM ten point three, Alexander Norin six point five. If we put in Norin, what's our combined ownership here? Uh, I haven't been adding them because we didn't. I didn't we weren't going to play that rule. I thought um, Kyle wants to know which one of these guys is going to withdraw on day one today for us <laughs> the kiss the lulls kiss of death we were just fucking around before this is this is probably the winner right here 
we just had spags on you know we were just trying to have fun dick around do a comedy bit yeah no those weren't serious this, <laughs> this one is at least top three probably gonna win it um i could add this up though i so i got norin at six horschel i have at not 10 basically so 16 uh 22 what do I got Bryson at? 22, uh, 38. Hideki Bot makes it 50. And Kucher makes it like 60%. Okay, so the optimals were around like 73, 77, and 80 were the top I had seen. Um, this is definitely our chalkiest lineup ever. Maybe... Maybe that's what we need to get us back on the right track. Do you think, I guess the the ultimate question is, do you think this is duped? I probably, it's probably got like, I don't know, like a 20% chance of being duped. I'm not sure it's definitely duped. Yeah. Well, now that we're broadcasting it live, maybe. <laughs> I, I mean, if, if the show ever has that kind of reach to move the market, we'll be, we'll be in good shape. You only need to move one. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Burger fan has a question for you. I keep fading English and he's wrecking me. Should I start playing him in cash? God, I know I have been too. Um, let me see if I'm playing him. Looks like I'm fading him again. Cash is different though. Cash, um, cash. If he, if I don't know if you make your own projections, but if he's fitting in there, I would see no reason to, to fade him in a cash game. Brian, I love how you just always generously assume that our viewers are making their own projections. I always laugh when you say that. Well, whatever. If they're, they got to be coming up with something, right? In Brian's mind, the only people who watch this show is Alex and Steve Buzzard. He's like, if you happen to make your own projections. You know, it's true, though. Like, the people, most people who watch this are in the industry. Right, but they're not making their own projections. Half, this, half, the, half of our viewers are in the industry. I right, right. One in the chat if you don't make your own projections. Right, two in the chat if you do make your own projections. Right, one if you work in the industry. Even if you're lurking and watching this the two days from now. Look, you know I have a stomach to get more contrarian. Do you wanna you wanna mix this up or you wanna let this one I'm, rip? I'm liking it, but let's just do one last like. Who do you like that's low on? How about that? I'll I'll give one, you give one, then we'll decide. Okay, let me All look. Right. So I like okay, that's probably too crazy. How how low on what are we talking? Under five percent? Yeah, yeah, like under six. Okay. So like your your boy Bubba would would fit the right. Bubba is probably yeah, Bubba is gonna be my that's going to be my Bubba. Yeah. yeah but I mean, you want me to get deeper than Bubba? Cockrack, I have at six, so it's tough to drop him. Warren's pretty low owned. Horschel, we could drop. He's 10%. So it would be Bubba for Horschel or Horschel for Bubba? Yeah. How much is how much does he cost? That's going to leave some salary on the board. Uh, 500. Well, that wouldn't be duped. Yeah. Look, hey, Brian, you were right. I was wrong. Burger fan says I actually am making projections. He never projects too well. I was wrong. I apologize to the good people. That's right. I, I tried to assume that someone you named Burger fan 69 wasn't making their own projections, and I was wrong. See, you, you think your audience is my audience. 
hang on. Before we slander our guest, I want to let you know I did receive a DM two minutes ago that says, Ben Busy, sorry. So the official statement from the Cash Out King on why he wasn't able to make it on. Yeah, somebody asked Jason Cornell, where's the special guest? Not our fault. We tried. We tried. If you want to come on again another week, we can try again. Maybe he would come. Maybe he would come on uh, MMA live stream if we end up doing another one before football starts. There we go. I saw some today that there's like an MMA card every Saturday night until December or something. Like they just don't stop. Nice. Um, okay. Sorry. Are we gonna go? Are you okay with Watson and the five hundred? Do you want to go Billy Ho and a little more chalk? Uh, let's let's let's. You like Watson. Everything you do turns to gold. <laughs> oh, that gave me a good laugh. You, you had uh, you had what a video this week? They got like a hundred thousand views, right? You deserve. Oh, wait, 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 wait! A video featuring Mr. Brian Hooper. I mean, come on, breakout performance! I'm telling you, I wasn't just bullshitting. You're you you doing Tom Kennedy's line in that video <laughs> was just so good. <laughs> when you when you when you compare me to Leone, it wasn't like I looked really good. <laughs> you, did. you did, and it was so funny because everyone was bagging on Leone and Deke's acting, which no one mentioned you because you actually uh, you nailed the role. <laughs> uh, I gave you like multiple takes and shit. I sent him files and <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. Uh, I loved how that came together. So yeah, yeah that was funny. If you haven't seen the Osimo. Uh, MTV, MTV style cribs, uh, video from DraftKings and, uh, and my parody of it featuring brick. You definitely need to check that out. Definitely. Um, so in honor of that video, let's let you have the final pick of Bubba. If that's, if that's your guy, there it is. All We're right. submitting it. It literally can't be anything worse than what we have been doing. So, um, yeah. all right, guys, this has been Lowe's. We apologize for teasing a mystery guest. Mr. Cash Out King, who didn't join us. Maybe next time. Uh, Brian, any final words here? No. Uh, good luck, and check that Dodgers game if you're playing MLB, I guess. There you go. We also have uh, this that we'll post on the iTunes feed. If you guys aren't subscribing to that, definitely check that out. Uh, if you search for it in iTunes, I believe. Are we uncategorized from video games now? Are we in fantasy it's sports? Updated. I did. I did the switch. <laughs> This, you know, like, this is your domain, not mine. I don't let's, let's look at this real quick here. Lowell's a DFS show. Uh, I'll go to, um, let's see here. Dun, 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 dun. Fantasy sports. Hey, I did it right. Sports. There we go. There we go. So we are we are now ready to take over the fantasy sports world now that we're correctly tagged. Um, all right, guys. For Brick75, for the Cash Out King, I'm Peter Overzet, and this has been a little.